0: Welcome to the Mitchell Hawks Podcast, sponsored by Kurtz Buhler. This is where we talk about past and future events for the Mitchell Hawks. Now, here are your hosts, Scott Bridge and Stevie Dom. Hello, and welcome to episode four of the Mitchell Hawks Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie Dom, alongside Mitchell Hawks general manager Scott Bridge. How's it going today, Scott?
1: Fantastic. Stevie, how about yourself?
0: I'm doing great. Good. Um, it's a pretty huge weekend for the boys. But um, before we recap the series that was, we want to give a huge shout out to the series that was segment sponsors. Sutton Realty, located in Stratford. This 100% Canadian real estate company makes it easy to buy or sell property in Canada. And... Rich Transport, your one-stop shop for your livestock transportation needs with exceptional service across Canada and the U.S. We obviously played the Godrich Flyers in round one of the playoffs. Game one was Wednesday night at 8 p.m. in Mitchell. That one was a goalie show. Nothing really much was- else to say about that one other than um, the goalies played outstanding.
1: They both did. They both did. They It, it was save for save throughout game number one in Liam McCarthy. Wow, what a what a performance! I haven't seen anything like that in quite a quite a long time. When it comes to that many saves, uh, Steve, I can't remember how many how many scramble plays in front of the net where we had three, four, five shots in a row, and he's kicking out the left pad, kicking out the right pad, flinging the blocker up, poke checking in front. He's just the kid was everywhere, and he played unreal
0: in the first period. Rodgers got two unanswered goals, both by Owen Shore and assisted by Riley Kepfer. Um, Kind of a I don't know if it was as much of a sluggish start, but kind of got caught off guard there early in the first. But uh the boys really rallied and put the pressure uh on Goddard for the rest of the game.
1: Yeah, they, they did and and I don't yeah, like I don't know if it was caught off guard. I mean, Owen Shore is a pretty good hockey player and he's got a really good shot. Um I, I believe that he came in and, and honestly just uh beat Jacko with, with a couple nice snipes. Uh really nothing that Josh could do on any of those goals. Um, you can see right there there was a little bit of a screen in front. So Owen Shore yeah. uses the defender as a screen and then uh, goes uh, low glove side, I believe, and that's just that's just a nice shot. And Owen Shore is a tough guy to defend against. And Godrich runs a lot of plays through him, so it's it's easy to to point him out and say we got to stop this guy. But when he's got that skill and he's coming on you with that speed, he's uh, he's tough to stop.
0: Yeah. Now, um, despite the two goals early in the first. Just with this save here too, um, Jacqueline played quite well. Um, Despite like he wasn't quite as busy as um, McCarthy, but uh, he played very well throughout the whole series.
1: Oh yeah, he did. He did. He he stuck with the program, right? And it's 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 a lot easier as a goaltender when you are busy. But I'm pretty sure that uh, that Josh was was happy with with the shot the amount of shots that he did face and we saw that second goal where or shore comes in and and beats some high blocker and goes bar down on that one but we just we just knew that from this point on Josh was going to shut the door and we just had to get him some goal support uh, once that first one went in that that that's what's going to spark uh, confidence through the bench and and we did that towards the end of the the second period right at the end of the second period so that was just a huge huge goal by our leader to to lift the boys up and let them know they're still in the game and and um it just to bring them lots of confidence
0: and it really seemed up until that goal right there um like it was going to be tough to get least amount one goal on uh, mccarthy and then uh Cassie got that goal when I slowed it down 0.1 seconds left there in the second shorthanded. And that really seemed to change the momentum of the game where um, it seemed like there was just a bit more confidence that, yeah, we can beat this guy because he was making save after save after save. And there's a couple um, saves that he made diving across the net that he had no business making. Um, And then in the third period, after that amazing dive in play, uh, Brady Brzezinski comes down the ice and finds himself in front of the net with a loose puck and uh, buries it right here to tie the game. And that was a huge goal for the Hawks.
1: Yeah, you know the old cliche saying uh, when you're talking about the hockey gods, uh, Steve-O, well, Brzezinski comes back and takes care of his own end first with an amazing defensive play. And when you take care of your own end first, great things are going to happen in the offensive zone. I don't care what type of hockey player you are. Uh, you take care of your own end first and just just be prepared. You're going to get rewarded for your, for your efforts. And that's exactly what happened with Brzezinski when he scored that goal to tie the game up.
0: Now that's where the, the game would stay for about the end of the third period. that would take us into overtime for game one. Um, Off the face-off, the Hawks really controlled majority of play uh, in overtime. And then off this play here, uh, Mark Cassidy went behind the net and saw that uh, McCarthy was kind of leaning forward and wasn't quite set. And we'll see it here in a second. He just banks it off his foot um, for the game winner. Uh, despite uh, McCarthy's strong play, that was just uh, a tough goal for him, but a great goal for us.
1: Yeah, it's tough to be perfect uh, when you're facing over 70 shots. That's for sure. Yeah. It, it really is. It's you're, You could see him kind of – McCarthy kind of cramping up in the third period as well. And I know he had the linesman come over a few times and just to give him a few extra seconds as he's slimming back some water. But uh, he was starting to cramp up in the third period. And with that goal right there, that's just Cass uh, being heads up, uh, recognizing that, hey, from the angle that I'm coming on, if I can – If I can hit that skate blade on that angle, we we might have a bank play here, but a great job by Muzz Mm -hmm. in the far corner to keep the play alive. And if you watch the replay, he's going back and forth a few times with the puck. It was a good job by Ten Hag to get Muzz the puck and then a good job by Muzz to keep it going. There he is in the corner. He's battling battling him and Cass. There's Muzz again with the puck. Strips the forward, gets it back to Cass. And if Muzz doesn't do his job uh, fighting for that puck, And Cass doesn't have a chance to score that goal. So that's just a great job of the guys feeding off one another.
0: Yeah, and that was a huge momentum boost going into game two. Uh, Obviously, game two was on the road in Hensel. Um, It was 8.30 p.m. start. This was a completely different game, completely different. Nothing similar to game one other than the fact that um, McCarthy still played fairly well despite the score. The Hawks dominated through the first two periods, scoring five unanswered goals, uh, two in the first and three in the second, um, with goals from Zachary McCann, Andrew Geisbers, Zach Scully with two, and rookie forward Dawson Dietz with his first goal as a Hawk. Um, Hawks really dominated the majority of this game.
1: Yeah, and and I think the reason why it was a little bit more... Of a higher scoring game it comes down to that secondary scoring in the playoffs and we and we got that zach mccann you mentioned he opened up the scoring and uh, zach started the year as a defenseman he's played phenomenal all year on the back end um he's he's ap'd with the cyclones and has gotten to some good practices with them and gotten to his first junior b game this year and there you see him johnny on the spot in front of the net kind of gets mccarthy uh, stretched out from his right and good patience by Zach with the puck and uh, yeah. waits for McCarthy to, uh, to be outstretched and then goes uh, low blocker. And there again, Andy you know, the puck from the point. It was, it was a bouncer. Uh, we'll have to give ranks a hard time for not having a, <laughs> enough mustard on that shot to actually make it to the goaltender. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and then it kind of bounced in front of uh, McCarthy. And I think that took McCarthy off, off guard too, right. When it hits the ice and, and, uh, Hits a stick and then a good job by Andy to outweight, uh the outstretched McCarthy again and, and hitting him uh, short sides. So, this period was huge for us. Yep. Three unanswered goals. This is the period that we were waiting for ever since game no- from the puck drop of game number one. And um, Zach Schooley getting the scoring started with a little tip in front, a little redirect. I believe he redirected that in off a of flyer defenseman in front of the net. It yep. was uh, good to see him uh, get going and. And uh, just just a real nice play. He's uh, got another beauty goal coming up here shortly. But uh, Schooley was buzzing here in the second period.
0: Now, um, uh, when I was listening to Lou Livingston, the coach, talk about um, this game, the one thing he keyed in on was getting a power play going. Mm-hmm. And this goal here from Schooley was a power play goal. And I think that was huge for uh, the power play's momentum as throughout the rest of the series.
1: Yeah, the power play has to get going. Special teams make a huge difference in the playoffs, and you've got to take advantage of the man advantages. There's the goal by Dietze. Um, congratulations to Dawson on his uh, first goal as a hawk. He was waiting quite a while for that one, and uh, he goes to the dirty area to make it happen, and I think uh, more of those are are in his future if, if he wants to pay the price in front and battle hard for pucks like that. He's been doing it all season, and Finally, finally gets rewarded for one there. but and I
0: feel I feel like that was a huge energy boost, like in a morale boost for the guys as uh, uh, they played a lot of games uh, this weekend. And I feel like that that goal was a huge energy boost for them.
1: Yeah, three games in three nights. It, it's tough. It's tough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and two of those three games are on a smaller ice surface. Uh, game one and game two, where Mitchell were in Hensel so those those. Those are small ice surfaces, and then you go back to Mitchell for Game Three on a small ice surface again. So, three games yeah. in a row, uh, you finally don't get the bigger ice until you get to Goddard for Game Four, and I uh, feel like, yeah, that your guys are draped all over you on the smaller ice surface. You don't have much.
0: Now, uh, obviously, we saw before Goddard finally got to Jacqueline a couple minutes into the third, making it five-one. But then after that hit, uh, that uh, Ten Hag took, um, ended up, I think it was his collarbone that was hurt. Uh, we ended up scoring two more times. Uh, once with, was from Mark Casti again with his third in two games, and Nolan Gagne scored as well with the goal that was just played here. Uh, despite the injury to Ten Hag, we really closed out this period strong and uh, showed why we were the better team the whole game.
1: Yeah. And Jacqueline made some, made some key saves down the stretch too, as well. A lot of, a lot of routine saves. Uh, he made them look easy. Um, I know he was really gunning for the goose egg in that game and just had a little chat with him after the game. And he was quite upset about that one goal, but, um, Shore And McIsaac have been, have been threats for Godrich all year. And, um, uh, Ian McIsaac's a, a nice-looking 16-year-old player who's got a bright future at the junior level, and with that type of shot, it's only going to get better. And beat uh, Jacqueline with with a nice one, so you really can't blame uh, Jacqueline on that one. And um, we just finished the game off real strong, and that's what we wanted. That's what the guys went in uh, hoping for, and especially on unfamiliar ice. We haven't had a chance to play on that ice together uh, as a team this year. So kind of unfamiliar territory, but stuck with the game plan and kind of opened up the floodgates a little bit.
0: And um, that would give the Hawks a two nothing series lead, which was huge, especially um, as you come into, as you mentioned before, three games and three nights, as guys start to get worn down, um, both teams get a little bit more tired, but that two nothing series leads was real huge um, heading into game three which was a seven o'clock start in Mitchell. Um, this game was very back and forth um, in a sense where Goddard would open up the scoring with a goal from uh, McIsaac, Um, And then the Hawks would respond with unanswered goal, three unanswered goals um, there in the first period, uh, one from Mark Casty for his fourth of the series, one from Brady Brzezinski um, with his second of the series and uh, one from Charlie Rankin, uh, the first period was um, probably one of the Mitchell's best periods other than maybe game two uh, period two. Um, it's probably one of Mitchell's best uh, periods. Yeah. And, and
1: it all goes back to the dreaded three games and four nights. Uh, I don't care. The junior C level, junior B level coaches will tell you that third game on the fourth night. I mean, anything can happen at any given time. And yeah, uh, Godrich got on us early here. Again, McIsaac, who had a nice goal in uh, in game number two, opens up the scoring. And that line, uh, that line for for Godrich played real well. We got to give him credit. We already touched on Owen Shore at the beginning, but he, he kept uh, kept that play going, getting it to McIsaac and making it 1-0. And the boys had to battle. The boys stuck together and and they just kept battling hard. And again, Cass, the captain coming. Coming to the, coming to, uh, to bat for the Hawks and answering the bell and tying the game up. That, that was a good shot that you got there of that one, Steve-O. And, and Cass, uh, again, he's, he's in front of the net. Everything's hard in front. You're paying the price to make the play. And that's exactly what you have to do this time of the year. And again, you can see the guys are in tight. They're in tight. They're forcing Godrich's defense to work, kind of spinning them around a little bit. But again, there, there's another nice kick play to keep the play alive and um, Hess and, and Andy getting him on that one. Good patience by Brzezinski and tight. A defenseman yeah. coming in off the point, gets around the hash marks, sees that uh, McIsaac's kind of flailing around a little bit trying to stack the pads, so Brady saw there's no place to go down low, but just lots of patience and, and uh, hit the top of the net and, and uh, bar down on his. And there again, another defenseman. We're getting some production from the back end, and that's great to see. Um, the defensemen have done a great job all year being patient back there and playing defense first and it is nice to see them get rewarded with some goals here especially back to back but a uh, nice goal by Rankin, kind of maybe a little bit of redemption for um for uh, bouncing a puck towards the net and hensel and yeah. uh, this, is, this is where godrich just keeps plugging away they just keep yeah. plugging away kip for again the captain he's been around the show uh he knows what it takes to to keep his team in the game and again in the slot making it happen uh using the defenseman as a screen again another one that uh, Jacqueline doesn't stand much chance on just with where the puck's labeled and we just kept battling again it starts from the it starts from the top there's Rankin again with a shot sees that uh, he's not going to score that goal so just shoots for sticks and that that's a play where where we know every team that we play in North is going to want to box us out in front of the nets so as a player. if you can keep battling in front, make your stick available for the shot from the point and put it in a good position. Good things are going to happen just, just like it happened there for
0: us. And a
1: nice tip play in front.
0: And I know it's a, a bit of a cliche when players say this, but it was very true in uh, this this game in particular and the rest of the series. Um, getting pucks in deep, getting pucks in it and burying the rebounds. That was key. That's how we scored a, a fair amount of our goals this series. And I just, it just seemed to be the key component, getting pucks on net and burying rebounds.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. And when I watch uh, all these other highlights from these uh, um, PJHL games, GOJHL games this time of the year, um, 85 90% of them are scored within tight. And they all kind of resemble each other. It's, it's what team's working harder around that 15 feet around the net and those teams are are getting rewarded with those goals. So our goals that uh, that we're scoring, Goddard's goals that we saw them score on us, and all these other teams are 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 battling just as hard in front and going about the, the same way. So if you're going to try to play perimeter hockey this time of the year and score the uh, the highlight, real flashy goals, um, you know your season might be
0: done pretty quick. Um, as shown there, uh, Goddard would end up tying it with goals from Carson Stutzman and another one for an orange show to shore um, to tie it the game at four. And then it was a goalie show for the wow. pretty much remainder of the second and third. And like just these highlights, here. look at this, say, Oh my God, like that wow. save from Jacqueline was probably one of the best saves of the series. And like, it was a goalie show. It was a and, goalie fight.
1: No, and this whatever. one right here that just trickled wide of the post, he got a piece of that. And, yeah. uh, and, th- that that was a huge, huge, huge difference. If this puck goes in, that uh, he gets a piece of here, then uh, she's a different ball game. So there he is, stretched out, gets a little piece of it, whistles it just wide, and um, yeah, Jacqueline just yeah, he was absolutely lights out, um, playing at the playing at the top of
0: his game. Now it seemed like because of the goaltending, we were heading for overtime. Um, but it'll come up, right. I believe, right now uh, with about eight seconds left. Puck squirts out, and Callan Ferguson gets the go-ahead goal um, to give the Hawks the lead with eight seconds left. That was a huge goal. And and again, it's uh, getting pucks on net, getting the rebounds, and bearing those chances.
1: Yeah, and with eight seconds left, Ferg knew that he had a little bit of time after that faceoff happened, that he could sneak in a little bit. And he t- kind of see him looking back hit support on the blue line as well. In case there was a turnover that, uh, that we were going to have uh, a red Jersey back. So good job by for recognizing the play. And again, patience. He didn't take it and just clap it one time or on net, took the puck, uh, took a look up and with his head up, nice little wrister top shelf again, obviously McCarthy. We knew we had to beat him high a lot. And as you could tell by these goals, um, all series long, that a lot were scored high on him because he just takes the lower half of the net away so effectively. Uh, shot, shot again.
0: Uh, and for McCarthy, he's that was his second fifty-plus save performance. Um, you can't, re- you can't really say much more about how well he played. Um, he kept them in three out of four games that At some points, they didn't really have any business being in because of how well the Hawks are playing, right? Um, And it's kudos to him for playing so well.
1: Yeah, big difference maker. And goaltending, it's not going to get any easier uh, here on out, right? So we knew that right from game number one of the playoffs Mm -hmm. that obviously we know what the goals are and everybody's got the same goals in mind. And and we do know that uh, each round that you go through, the goaltending is going to get that much harder and that much more difficult. So if you start, if you're going to make life easy on the goaltender you're facing, um, again, you're, you're going to get put out pretty quick. So we have to make um,
0: we have to make uh,
1: life very
0: difficult with every goaltender we face. Despite the stellar goaltending from McCarthy, the Hawks would take a three to nothing series lead in game into game four. Um, that was a seven thirty start on Sunday in Godrich. Game four, the Hawks were looking to put uh, Goddard away because in playoffs, you never know um, when a team gets their spark or someone something happens and someone comes from behind. It was really important to put them away now.
1: It was. And yeah, four games and five nights. You don't want Goddard to hang around. That's for sure. Because you're right. They're, they're a team that, that does have spark. They feed off each other. They're an emotional team. They um, they've all got each other's backs, just like we do, and and uh, we just have to make sure that we rally harder and uh, and and that we uh, that we stick to the game plan.
0: Now they the Flyers would start off strong with a goal from Jordan Curran, giving them a one nothing lead. But um, other than that, it was more of the same. Uh, Mitchell really controlled a lot of the play. Yeah,
1: we did, and and that that first goal that that Godrich scored. Um, that's a play that, that will start tightening up a little bit as the playoffs go on. So, uh, that was recognizable. And, um, and it was, uh, um, it's, it's just a play that that we have to realize we've got to bear down and be a little bit more tough on. So, um, guys will practice it, live and learn. and, And we move on.
0: Now, something I wanted to bring up, um, throughout the series, unfortunately we got, um, Way too many, in my opinion, way too many penalties, um, putting us shorthanded Way too many times. But despite that, um, the penalty kill was yet again very strong and um, killed a lot of those penalties off. Uh, what did you see from them?
1: Just the penalty killers uh, working, working, working their butts off, and um, never stop moving their feet. It, it's a, it's, I mean, it's it's a something that doesn't really show up on the game sheet. Right? right, and it's just yeah. the little things that they that they continued to do all all series long that kind of paid <laughs> off. It's it was keeping Godrich to the outside, and when Godrich did collapse in tight, uh, it was Jacqueline that uh, ended up making uh, making the saves to, to keep us in it uh, when uh, when they did sneak in into the box area. So, um, thought they did a great job. I mean, Cass was uh, was phenomenal on the penalty kill all series long. Yeah, He logs a lot of ice time, and then you put him in the, the penalty-killing role. That's even more ice time. And I thought the way that he responded and, and the, the, the first round that he had was fantastic. So I think it, it starts from cast and trickles down.
0: Now, uh, for the remainder of the first, Mitchell really pressed um, Goddard in their own zone. Um, and they would get rewarded with that goal just shown there by Caleb Musselman. Um, put them on the board. That was a huge goal to tie up the game. Um, And that would be where the period would end tied at one, but that was a huge goal to get the team tied the the game tied.
1: Yeah, I don't understand McCarthy makes some of those uh, highlight real saves again that he has no business making and then uh, you know bones just on the backhand picks a spot obviously sees where he wants to go just above the pad, below the glove. And, and that one goes in, you're just, it's just a little bit head scratching at times. I know bones made a nice shot on the back end, but it's like, how's that one go in? And the, the other five saves before that don't go in where it's point blank, bang, bang, bang in front. So um, it's one of those things. It was, it was a big goal by bones and, and here again, head up, gets in behind the defense, stays on side, picks his spot, blocker side, makes no mistake. McCarthy didn't even get a piece of that one. There it was just a nice shot, good release, and uh, there's Andy coming in down the left wing and and kind of fakes the pass and and then uh, and then finishes it off. So uh, Bones had a couple of nice uh, options there. He could he could he could feed Andy over on the left wing and give him the wide open net, or pick a spot, which he did for the for the second time in the game.
0: And that would be yeah his second goal of the game, and then pretty much immediately after, like less than a minute later, Zach Schooley with this an absolute snipe off the crossbar, down into the net. That was quite a shot from Schooley.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. It was. And he was just picking up right where he left off in, in game number uh, game number two and game number three. So, he, he's uh, he's rolling here, and and uh, I know that he'll can be continuing rolling with us here uh, in the second, second round. And I was, I believe I was standing next to his dad, chatting to him there when he scored that goal. So, um, we knew that it was in right away and Godrich didn't give up much of a fight saying it didn't go in. So, uh, it was a, it was a beautiful shot bar down to the back.
0: Now, Schoolie only ended up playing, I think 15 regular season games. So was he like a late season acquisition or how did, um, how did you get him?
1: Yep, brought him in from the uh, from the Stratford Warriors at the uh, at the trade deadline, and uh, he still is practicing with uh, with Stratford on the regular, and um, it's 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 really uh, really benefiting his game. Um, Thanks practicing with them, uh, coming in with us and, and our systems that we run, I think have really um, really benefited Zach well. He, he's a great hockey player. He's he's fast. He's got a great shot. He's a great uh, great teammate in the room. And with us, he's going to log a lot of ice time. He, he sees a lot of time on the ice uh, on the first, second line, sees a lot of power play time. There's there's quite a bit of uh, movement that runs through him. So I think that uh, with him coming to us and the opportunities that uh, that are presented to him, I think it's only going to benefit him and it's, it's going to help him grow uh, as a player.
0: Now, uh, previously shown uh, Riley Kipper, Brought the game to within one, less than a minute in. And then right here, the captain again, Mark Cassidy, scored with his fifth of the series um, with an insurance marker. That was a huge goal because uh, Gargerts tried to do a bit of a late push there. Uh, and that was a huge insurance marker.
1: It was. And again, uh, Captain Cass to the, to the rescue. That was a huge goal. We really needed that one. And... Um... It really, really put a stamp on things for us. And, and this at this time, it's not like the guys laid back and, and just relaxed. They uh, they still went out and battled harder than Jacqueline just just did what he's been always doing, and that shut the door. He did a phenomenal job at doing that.
0: That was that there that was just shown. That was a bit of a, a sketchy play there by Jacqueline. If it worked out, uh, it would have been amazing. But um, ended up not going in. He tried to shoot it down the ice for a goalie goal, but uh ended up winning four two in that game and winning the series four games to none. And that will move um the Hawks on to round two. Um that was a well played all around series from the team in general.
1: Yeah, that's right. And and uh, oh congratulations to the boys on a on a hard fought series. You guys played well. And um I know that we'll have a we'll have a hard practice here on on Wednesday kind of regroup. We missed uh, Wednesday's practice last week because we started game number one. So it's been a few weeks since they've had a practice and we'll have at least two or three before our, our uh, game number one of the second round and, and uh, kind of regroup and, and go from there. But we understand that whoever we play in, 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 in round number two are going to be well coached. Uh, you know, um, those top teams in, uh, in the North Pollock division are well coached. Bobby Kirby, I know does a great job uh, with Mount Forest uh, and I know that they're waiting to, to, to get going, but yeah, whoever, whoever we face there is is going to be prepared for us too.
0: And you just mentioned coaching like Lou Livingston, obviously one coach of the year, how like, it's so important to have coaches come up with great uh, game plans and really um, communicate well with the team at this time of year.
1: Yeah. Louie's Louie's a gem. Louie's one of a kind and, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, working with him this year. We, we traveled to the rink together for practices, uh, for the games, and um, he is just an absolute pleasure to be with. Um, I just can't say enough good things. We're really happy to have him aboard. Really fortunate that, uh, that he considers the Mitchell Hawks' his family and, um, and uh, winning Coach of the Year. It, uh, it's just it's, It doesn't surprise me. He is really well-liked. I can't vote for him. I can just nominate him, and and I uh, yeah. can't vote for him, obviously. So uh, that means that he got the mass majority of the votes uh, to be coach of the year. So it just goes to show you the type of respect that he has around the league.
0: The way he just kind of controlled the room, I think, is a huge factor um, to help uh, him with his coaching um, for the coach of the year award and help the, the Hawks win this series
1: just want to ask you a real quick question. The jacket behind you, that looks old school. I know that this, it, it has to belong to the Hawks. It's yeah. some year here.
0: Yep. So that jacket there is from the 1973-74 Hawks team that went to the OMHA finals. My grandfather and his brother, uh, Steve chessel and Philip chessel both played on that team. And um, the team got team jackets at the end of that season, uh, to commemorate that, that playoff run. Um, I believe they ended up losing four games to one in the finals, but, um, the story those guys tell about that run. I, like, I bet you we could record about 10 podcasts worth, of, <laughs> worth of content, um, from the story with the, with that jacket and all the things that, uh, that jacket represents for not only the Hawks, but, uh, the community and all the people, um, who are still fairly involved with the team? Pretty cool th- piece of history to have, and I thought it'd be cool to have in the background um, as being something that either Hawks fans can look to and say um, that's part of our history. So
1: yeah, take good care of it.
0: Yep, it's a, it's a little worn out because my grandfather wore it heavily um, after they won or went to the finals there, but uh, it's still in pretty good shape. And, yeah, we're taking good care of it. I did want to uh, do a bit of a fun thing here for our show. Uh, The three stars of the series uh, between the Mitchell Hawks and the Goddard Flyers, Um, I have three people that I uh, nominated for the three stars, and I just want your intake on how they played and things you saw from those players and uh, overall what you – whether you agree disagree it's all up to you um for the third star of the series i have Liam mccarthy (laughs) that guy faced 239 shots in four games he had four uh 45 plus safe performances so uh the third star of the series goes to Liam mccarthy
1: well kudos on you for uh for picking an opponent's player steve oh there's a, a pile of rinks that uh that we go into, and uh, the three stars, um, you know, people tend to forget there's two teams on the ice. It's always uh, three from the home team. So um, kudos to you for for picking Liam, well-deserved. Couldn't disagree
0: with you at all. Um, For the second star of the series, he had two goals and three assists for five points in four games. Um, Nolan Gagne, uh, I thought he played exceptionally well. And as we Mm -hmm. mentioned before, he was – a, a huge net front presence, tipping pucks in, getting those rebounds, moved the puck very well, and I thought he was deserving of the second star.
1: Mister Steady uh, on the wing is Nolan Gagne, and he does everything that you ask of him. He plays hard, he blocks shots, he battles hard in front of the net. I thought he had, a, I thought he had a great series, and and uh, he, he will he will keep producing here in the playoffs. And uh, he'll just continue to keep doing the right things and being a good teammate and battling hard for the boys. And and um, hopefully just pots, uh, pots a couple more here at the beginning of the second round to get the wheels in motion and get him that confidence that he deserves.
0: Now for the first star, I think you might all know who it is. Um, the captain, number three, Mark Cassidy. Cassie scored five goals in four games with two assists for seven points. And I thought he was just such a calming aspect to this team for the, the team's momentum and their energy. And he just worked worked his butt off um, to help this team win, burying all those rebounds, staying in front of the net. And I thought he was uh, the key to the Hawks coming out on top uh, in this series.
1: He scored some big goals and made some big plays at the right time. He stepped up to the plate. He, he played fantastic. You're right. Without uh, without a few of his goals uh, uh, that he scored for us, those games are are much different. Sometimes, you know, like that goal with 0.1 seconds left, if he doesn't score that one, that game doesn't go to overtime because we've mm-hmm. lost uh, 2-1. And um, But some other goals that kind of put the game out of reach – um, kind of puts the nail in the coffin. He, he did a great job uh, getting us scoring goals to get us back into games and just and just continue to pass the buck. And, uh, yeah, he, he did, did a phenomenal job.
0: Yeah, and I, I just thought he was well-deserving of, uh, of that first star of the series. Now on to our final segment of the show, our guest interview sponsored by Band Pelt Construction. Family-owned Van Pelt Construction can do it all, from reliable and cost-efficient bulk storage and commercial buildings to new exquisite homes. Our guest today is Mitchell Hawks captain, Mark Cassidy. Mark has played four years of junior hockey, two for the Lucan Irish and two for the Mitchell Hawks. Cassidy led the Hawks in scoring this season with 19 goals and 22 assists and currently has five goals and two assists in four games in the playoffs. Cassidy was a part of last year's team that won the Pollock division title and is looking to repeat that outcome this postseason. Welcome to the show, Mark Cassidy.
2: What up, Steven? What's up, Reggie? How are you? How, How are you? you? Good.
0: How are you feeling after that, that big series uh, this weekend and the, just this week?
2: Uh, feeling pretty confident with the team. Uh, we played uh, pretty well. We Met our goal on winning four straight and having a little break here, having a two practices to get ready for the Hanover and Walkerton series. But uh I thought we played our systems pretty well and executed our game plan almost every game. We got a little bit uh penalty trouble in the first couple games in the last game, but we conquered that and uh came out with the win of the series.
0: Now, this is your second season uh with the Hawks. Previously you played for the Lucan Irish um what was that experience like playing for them
2: uh my first year junior it was a pretty good experience I uh played with a lot of my buddies from high school and uh my local town in Lucan so it was pretty good playing with them but uh then it wasn't the outcome I really wanted uh as a team and uh we were like second to last and got uh swept in the first round four straight by the Exeter Hawks there and uh and I wanted out after that I, wasn't a winning team winning organization didn't have the right mindset to become a winning organization so i wanted out after that
0: so then you in that off season obviously you wanted out then you got moved to the hawks what was that experience like moving from Lucan into mitchell
2: it was awesome like at the start of the process of getting traded i wanted to get traded to a different team in um the yuck division the north millsex stars but The new GM of the Irish didn't uh, want me in the same division, so he traded me uh, to Mitchell. And I was pretty pissed off with him. He traded me to Mitchell. I didn't know anyone from the team, didn't know anything about the organization. But it was a blessing in disguise uh, coming to Mitchell here. It's a great organization, and I love the boys.
0: Now, at the beginning of the season, um, you got named captain of the Mitchell Hawks. What had what did that mean to you?
2: Uh, It was a true honor to be a main captain of this organization from uh, top to bottom. Everything's awesome about it. And uh, nothing really changed with, like, the whole playing style I had from last year to this year. It's Just see uh, on my jersey, that's pretty much it.
0: Now, this season you ended up leading the team in points with, as mentioned before, 19 goals and 22 assists. What was the key to your success this season?
2: The uh, key to my success this season was just... Uh, staying with the same routine I had from last year, staying the same routine I had all playing throughout uh, hockey. And it's just like going in net hard, working my ass off and just shooting pucks pretty much. Nothing uh, really changed.
0: Right on. Um, now you just came off a 4 nothing sweep over the Goddard Flyers, as mentioned before. Um, you scored five goals and two assists in four games. What did you see from yourself and the rest of the team that, help you beat those goddard Flyers?
2: Uh, what I saw from the team is just uh, everyone's starting to buy and now it's go time, it's playoffs, like the boys want to win. and It's just a whole lover level of hockey that's been played. So everyone's playing faster, more confident with the puck. Everyone's hitting harder. Everyone's making that extra look, making that extra play for that pass. And good things are happening for us right now.
0: Now, Liam McCarthy played an unbelievable series despite the sweep. What was the key to getting... Past him,
2: just shooting pucks on that. Like, as as you can see on the stat sheets, there, we had like 76 shots the first game and only won 3 2. If we just keep, like, he's an unbelievable goalie, played unbelievable this whole series. He's just getting shots on that, getting shots on that, and eventually it's going to go in if you get that many
0: shots. Now, last season, you were part of the team that won the Pollock. What was that experience like?
2: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It wasn't even, like, the on-ice stuff that was so memorable. It was more of the off-ice stuff, being with the boys, like, the bus rides. Like, we had such a close-knit team, and everyone knew from the start of the season our goal was to win the pull-up division, and we accomplished that in uh, Hanover in Game 7 there.
0: Now, you just mentioned, like, the 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 best part of it was the off-ice stuff and being with the boys and being with the team and creating those memories. Yeah. Um were there any memories that stuck out to you or any, any couple of them that were your favorite um, during that process? A
2: couple of my favorite legit just the bus rides. Like the energy we had on the bus rides to and from the rink, everyone was dialed in like going to the rink. Everyone knew what our uh, goal was for that game was to win every single game. And then afterwards, it's just uh, having a couple pops uh, on the bus and uh, just enjoying the boys company.
0: Um, so, you are a part of that team. There's a, a decent amount of turnover from the team last year, this year. Um, but you're you're obviously looking for the same outcome, winning the Pollock and going as far as you guys possibly can. Uh, what are some of the keys that you can take from last season' team that won the Pollock to bring to this team um, for the remainder of the playoffs to try and repeat that outcome?
2: Uh, what we can say from last year to this year is just the way we played, pretty much, like our systems that we had last year, how to implement that into this year's team, and uh, I think we're doing pretty well so far, uh, with our systems and how, um, we can play more defensive hockey and keep the pucks out of our net and go and score on their net.
1: Cass, bring us, we talked about your uh routines and kind of what you've went through this year. Uh, give the fans a little, um, a little inside scoop on your pregame routine.
0: Uh, right, pre-game.
1: Before the game, I mean, you've got you, you've got such a uh, an order. On the way that you do things before the yeah. game but just bring us through uh about like an, a half an hour before the game what you do
2: half an so half an hour before the game we'll have um or 45 minutes before the game we'll have our coaches talk so that's usually around 10 to 15 minutes and right around that half an hour mark i'll go out uh to the rink there and i'll stand and either watch the game or whatever and as soon as that 20 minute mark before warm-ups go I'll toss in my uh, AirPods here. I'll go out, do my run, do my stretches, do everything like that. I come back into the rink, do more stretches, watch the game until around the 5-minute or 15-minute mark before warm-ups, and I'll go into our hallway, do a couple more stretches until the 10-minute mark. As soon as that 10-minute mark before warm-ups happens, I'm I'm in the room. I'm getting dressed. I get dressed from the right side to the left side all the way up, and then as soon as I'm done dressing, it's – Right about time where we'll go right on the ice, there's no real waiting time in between. I don't like waiting around, standing around. So,
0: now this season and last season, uh, you've been coached by Lou Livingston. Obviously, this season he ended up winning coach of the year. Huge shout out to him. Um, what has been like uh, playing for him? Obviously, he's a huge uh, communication coach where he likes to communicate with his players and let them know what's going on. What's been like, um, uh, playing under
2: loot. loop? Uh, it's an incredible experience. I never really had a coach like him before where it's so uh, interactive where you can just go in, and talk to him, and say whatever, what's on your mind and um, what the team needs. Like if uh, something's going on with the team or something like that, I can go and talk to him and say, all right, I think we need to do this and this and this for uh, the best outcome here. And uh, he usually listens and, um, yeah, it's unreal. He's a great coach. He deserves every accolade that he's got.
1: The relationship with, with your with your teammates there, Cass, obviously year by year, um, players come, players will go. Um, still keep in touch with uh, with a lot of your uh, teammates from the last couple of years? Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Still keep in touch with a bunch of boys from the last year's team, and I still keep in touch with uh, boys from and too. Like, I go and watch their games. Uh, most of them are playing with uh, North Middlesex Stars right now. so. They're in the playoffs too, playing against Port Sam. I used to go and see their games when I um, have time to.
0: Thanks, Mark, um, for coming on the show. Any final remarks that you want to tell the fans or any peop- anyone who's coming out to watch your games?
2: Yeah, pack, uh, pack the Mitchell Arena guys and uh, get them on Mitchell. Let's go Hawks.
0: Thank you very much, Mark, for coming on, and good luck for the rest of the playoffs. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Bridgie. Yeah, thanks, Cass. That will do it for our show today. Make sure you come out and support the Hawks in round two of the playoffs. Uh, When the schedule is released, you will be able to find it on any of the following social medias, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or on the team website. All of those links are in the description. If you haven't yet, be sure to check us out on Spotify. Be sure to like subscribe and turn on the bell notifications. Um, Before we close off completely, any final remarks, Scott?
1: Just, Bring your cheering, uh, bring your cheering voices out to uh, out to game one in Mitchell. It's going to be fantastic.
0: Thanks for watching,
1: everybody, and we'll see you next week.